0: mm
1: Back, you sons of pitches! It's part two of episode seven, our mid-season review. The last time we did Premier League and the Syria, now we're going into the Portuguese league, La Liga, Bundesliga, and League One. It's gonna be a banging episode. Make sure you're keeping up with all our latest episodes, and let's get right into
2: it. Let's move, uh Nate, to your uh, native Portugal. What do you say?
1: Uh, absolutely. Um, I think I think there's not a whole lot to say about the top four finish. I think it's gonna be pretty typical. Um, of the usual yeah. suspects, except I do think there's one little sneak pick that has been playing pretty well, um, and actually they just played a a match recently, and they tied they drew the points. Uh, Victoria Gimenez and Braga are gonna be fighting for that fourth spot, and I think Porto yep. just haven't been good enough, and I think just they're still in the Premier League. I mean the Champions League, and they do have Arsenal in the Champions League, and we did say Arsenal is falling off, so. And, and I had I had said that they might sneak past them. Everybody kind of gave me crap for it. But with Arsenal kind of not playing as well, I mean, Fortu are not really playing that well. I think that game opens up a little bit more. And the more games they have towards the end of the season, the more I think they'll slip. So I think it's a two-horse race, kind of similar to Italy. Um, I'm a little biased, obviously. I'm confident in Sporting's ability to be... To be I think with a player like Yocdedes, we'll get to obviously my my top five. I think Yocdedes has just a, been the player of the season. I think there's nobody that can even touch him at the moment. Um, and I yeah. think if he continues form, Sporting have been adamant that he's not going anywhere in January. With I think six months in a club, you'd be crazy. I think we've only seen like Enzo Fernandez do it, and look what happens. You just <laughs> clearly just shit the bed in that first season. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be between Sporting and Benfica. I think it's going to go a lot to a lot of games. I think Sporting have a good amount of tough games at home, which is nice to have that advantage. Um, as far as teams going down, it looks like Chaves and Vizela are already going down. Um, the Portuguese league at the yeah. bottom, bottom half of the table, it's always tight. It's always a couple. It all just depends on how well they play against the top three. All, oh, they play against each other. If they can sneak... They can sneak points where they can't, um, so it's not always all that interesting. But it is; it does get mixed up a lot, and it's usually pretty tight until the last leg. I don't know if you guys have any questions about the league per se. Um, there's a lot of interesting teams in there, but I think it's just going to be the usual suspects at the top of the top of the league.
2: Yeah. Um, not too many questions, but I actually I actually did want to uh, kind of give you a confidence boost. So I'm I'm not sure where you stand on. Um, if you think Sporting will go on to win the league. But what I do think is that, um, you know, they do have the best player in the league right now, Yorcares, who, um, yeah, the reports that I've seen uh, show no signs of him leaving as well. Um, And what I wanted to say is I think the Sporting team is going to get better. Um, You know, they have three really good young center backs. And like you were saying an episode ago, they haven't all had the chance to play together. It remains to be seen how the chemistry will be, and if they mesh. Um, And the reason why I kind of favor Sporting here, not only because they're only in first place already, but I think Benfica have a lot of, like, question marks in their team. Like, they have makeshift fullbacks. Um, Obviously, they have no real number nine. We're not sure who is the main man, who is the talisman. Now, they've made a couple signings in January. Um, We'll see um if someone like Marcus Leonardo how quick of an impact he's going to make if he's even going to be a part of the team right away who knows uh, we'll see if he can get adjusted but i actually really like Sporting's chances i'm surprised i'm a little surprised it's only a 1 point gap to be honest um, the, so two,
0: I think it directly kind of compares to my how i view the Serie A right yeah. now. so i i think Juve's <laughs> flame will burn out just like Benfica's will. Benfica's i don't think is- they'll be able to last in the title race I think yeah, Sporting I think will run fair. away with it, just like Inter does. Because I do think, yeah. I mean, just from... I've watched only a handful of games, and obviously listening to Nate talk, um, I do think uh, they do have the best team in, in the Portuguese league. I mean, like you said, they you kind of expect the top four to always remain the same in different order. Yeah, And it's always a dogfight with them. And who can beat who is really... It, and they're all darby matches because they all hate each other. So that's why it's a very entertaining league to watch. But I do think it, it, it reminds me a lot of... Um, Know the Serie A, so I do think Sporting will run
3: away with it. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think that's a great point, too, you make, Pat, because I think the impact Giocarez makes for Sporting is very reminiscent of the impact that Lautaro makes for Inter. And I think that Giocarez is a type of player that nobody else in that top four title race for in the Portuguese league has. I don't think Porto, I don't think Benfica or or uh, Braga can really stand up and say they have a guy that can score goals and can make goals like Diokorres does. Maybe Benfica have that now. And Marcos Leonardo, I can say he's someone that I was really interested in and was hoping that he would come to Roma. Um, I know they've been struggling to find someone. Braga
0: that, does well, have the player though. They do have Bonza, but you know we'll see how yeah. long he can, he can Braga go. He's been he's been fantastic too.
3: And actually, Braga's style of play is something that very is very intriguing to me. I I, I would like to see more of. Definitely. So it'll be interesting to see where they go and how they kick on. That's for sure. But I think personally, I think Sporting for me have to be the favorites. Just, just on the fact alone that they have an absolute world-class difference maker in Gilkeris.
1: Yeah, I think um, yeah. I think Bonza, speaking of Bonza, he's, he's a great goal scorer. Um, and he's strong. He, he's a huge presence. But Braga going to struggle because he's on a four-match suspension right now. Um, only three games oh, of that wow. left, so that's going to be extremely tough for Braga going into that top four competition. That fight, um, my thing. So I, I do love that was that was that was dope. I do love that you guys are backing me all the way um, for the Sporting title. Um, and I do agree. I think I think if Sporting win the title, if they do, it's it's solely down on just Victor Guedes continuing that difference because I think the rest of the team is still performing on similar levels that they have recently we've we recently won the league and finished third and second Um, so they're all pretty much still balling on that same level he's really making that difference and if he continued to do so I think we're we can be really confident it's the thing that Benfica like I think Marcus Leonard is a, a fantastic player He's a fantastic young young athlete young player and if he can Produced right away for Benfica, it's a scary thought. And I think they are targeting two different left backs. They have a, they have a first choice and a backup, um, which would solve their little fullback issue. And if they can both perform. Right. So I think Benfica has been clearly more active, I think as they should be, than Sporting. Because Sporting clearly have a formula that works for them currently. Um, Benfica have clearly got the points and the results, but it's not always pretty. So they've been more active in the transfer window. So I think it's going to go a lot down in how well their transfers then perform in the latter half of the season. Um, but I think it's sporting titles to lose right now, I think, is the best way to describe it. Um, and they're just going to have to go from there. Just quickly, um, not to bore you guys with all the players in the league, um, for, for a goalkeeper, I think it, it's it's up between Trubin, who... Benfica have been the, have the best defensive record, and I think he's been phenomenal for them. Uh, I hyped him up to my cousins, who are Benfica fans, and they weren't so sure about him at first, uh, but then he started to really get yeah. comfortable. He had a rough patch. He had a rough Jason patch.
2: Wasn't, Jason wasn't so sure about he, about him either, but he's a name that um, I, I had heard about a lot. I watched yeah. um, the U21 Euros over the summer as well, something I... Always like taking in, and Trubin was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, he he looks to be ahead of his years. He has presence in the goal as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he start he did start out pretty rough. Uh, I remember Jason would probably be chiming in here because he was definitely complaining for a little while. But yeah, he's been pretty good.
1: Jason will be upset. I'll put him on blast because Jason, uh, before this even even started, we can check the group chat, yeah. we check the logs. He said that Benfica had an eighty five percent chance to win the league which is crazy looking at halfway yeah, yeah. through and they're a point behind. But, you know, it is what it is. Hind- uh, hindsight's a beautiful thing. Um, the only other competition is the Mure dance keeper, who Murevins have been playing phenomenal. But I'm just going to give it to Trubin. Household name, number one for Ukraine above Real Madrid's current makeshift goalkeeper right now. Uh, defender would either have to be a Benfica player or a Sporting player for me. Uh, I think Porto just I'm had... Like I think I think Ignacio takes it too. Leo That's day. that was it was Inacio Diomande for me because I think they're they're both ignacio has been getting on the score sheet, which is obviously like you know in the numbers like favors him as a defender. Huge. But I also think Diomande yeah. has been absolutely solid defensively in terms of defensive actions. And even though Befica have only con- scored, um, a conceded ten, uh, I just don't think Antonio Silva and Otamendi I think credit to their ability have have reached the same levels as they did last season. Um, and I think that's a credit to their own standards. Um, but yeah, I think Monday for me would be defender of the season so far. In the midfield, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and give it to a Benfica player, Dujuan Neves. Uh, we've, heard, we've heard Jay talk about him tirelessly. And as, yeah. a, as a city rival, like... I'm just happy he's Portuguese because he's a phenomenal player. I can't wait to see what his career brings. Guy looks like he never gets tired. He has ability on the ball. He fights even though he's little. He puts up a physical presence. I think he's fantastic. I don't know if you guys have been able to catch any games of his.
2: Um not much. No. Is he, is he what type of midfielder is he? Is he more box to box? Does he like to go forward or is it is he uh or Nato Sanchez type dynamic center midfielder or um, what kind of profile. I, I closest closest
1: would be like if calling him a Bernardo Silva regen in a sense. I think they got that same tireless work rate, um, drift wide occasionally you know, come in.
3: Actually, I, I I mean I've seen him a little bit of him from the Benfica games I've seen in the Champions League or whatnot. I almost he reminds me a little bit of Barella in the way he plays a little bit. I don't know I don't know if he would agree with that or not, Nate, but I, I feel like I see a little bit of Barella in his game.
1: I'd have to I can't say I've watched enough of Barella to make that comparison. I know I know he's a top midfielder, and I think I think John Neves has that caliber, John Snow as we like to call him. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, players that I've seen enough to compare him to, I think Bernardo Silva is pretty close, and I think not 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 Sanchez. Ronald Sanchez is like one-of-a-kind, even though he hasn't lived up his potential. I still think he's a unique player. Um, but, yeah, João Neves has just top quality. He also plays some insane balls from about half-field. Um, so I think he has a lot of potential. And um, <clears throat> So I think he's an easy shot for that midfield position. And then forward is just a, a wrap. I mean, Victor Giocares has just been absolutely top-tier, destroying teams. He makes the, Premier, uh, the Portuguese League look easy. Um, I think he'll go to the prem. I think I think my boy Pat over there should be looking at him come summertime. Uh, you should give uh, you should give uh, what's the, the Iniesta group a little call because I think he'd be a great fit up top. And then as far as a flex,
0: <laughs>
1: for sure. And I th- as far as a flex, I actually uh, credit where it's due. I think I want to give it to a Braga player because a Braga like G is. Yeah, it has to either be Bonza or Horta for me. Um, but I, I would give I'll give I'll give it to Bonza because I think he's been phenomenal. And he's gonna miss a couple games, like we just said with suspension, and I bet you he still sits at that um, contention for top goal square. Um, but yeah, that about wraps it up. Now we have our leagues that we have less of a stake in. Um, we'll quickly we'll start with La Liga, a league that Used to have a much more a deeper presence in football with El Clasico being much better than I think it is now. Um, how do we feel about who wins that in the top three and top three or four?
3: I think uh, this is very similar to Italy in terms of uh, being a two-horse race. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty much between Girona and Real Madrid right to the end. Girona are doing their best to channel their inner Leicester City. Uh, it's actually... Statistically, it's kind of fucking impressive. If you think about what what they're doing this season, it's actually insane. I mean, at this point last season... Actually, let me correct myself here. By the end of last season, they had finished in 10th place with 49 points. Okay. We are just about halfway through the Liga season. They have 48 right now, which is absolutely right. absurd. And not to mention, this is only their third top-flight season. Like... Not many, if any, of these players have experience at this level. I don't think this coach really has experience at this level. And to see them keep doing this week in and week out, I mean, look at the game they just won last week against Atletico Madrid. And that, to win in that fashion, I, I mean, that is championship caliber, in my opinion, to, to hold off that amount of pressure, to be comfortably favorites go to win the game at halftime and then be played off the pitch in the second half and then still find the result, I think that has every makings of a team that can go on and win a championship. And I think that uh, when they play each other, which is actually, I think, in a few weeks, um, yeah, round 24, that's going to be very crucial in deciding which way the title goes in La Liga. Um, Barcelona, I think they're out of the title fight already. I've actually been pretty disappointed with Barcelona this season. All things considered, I know they kind of have a lot of injuries, uh, but Real Madrid also have a lot of injuries, especially in defense. And I think, I think has been a real drop off in Barcelona this season. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I gotta ask a lot of questions where it where it comes from. Um, I think, I think Pedri and Gavi might actually be a lot better and more important to this Barcelona team than a lot of people realized. And I think that they're really, really missing that right now because they just... They look all over the place when I watch them play. Like, they they don't press really effectively, especially from the midfield, which is where Gavi and Pedri would be most influential, in my opinion. And in terms of their defensive shape, I mean, they just sit off. Like, they are so lackadaisical. They just... They will let you do whatever you want. You can You can you can have a field day and attack no matter what the team is. It could be Las Palmas. It could be Almeria, who pretty much almost took a win off Barcelona and they haven't won all season. So I don't know. I have to say, I'm really disappointed with Barcelona this season. I, I can't see them even getting, even scratching close to the front too.
2: I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I think the front, uh, honestly, I think the league's done. I think Real Madrid's is going to win the league. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, you know, it's been fun to watch for half a season I'm not entirely sure that they'll continue their form, but there is a pretty fun top four race. It'd be pretty cool uh, if if, if um, Athletic Bilbao uh, snuck in there. They're in there right now on goal difference. They've been in good form. Uh, Atletico Madrid obviously have European games to play. I think Atletico Madrid, personally, is going to make a little Champions League run. Um, so yeah, I think, the, I think there's a little bit of an interesting top four race in La Liga, but it's not a league that i watch a lot of i i have absolutely nothing to offer for their relegation fight uh opinion wise um but in terms of the top of the table i think it's going to be i think it's going to be real madrid i mean do do any of us are any of us uh can any of us rather confidently say they think Girona is going to win la liga
0: no no uh, uh,
1: i can't i can't say it with confidence um I like to just play devil's advocate and just kind of throw caution to the wind with opinions. But um, the only thing I like about Girona is just the fact that they've somehow managed to maintain being the top goal scoring team in the league, um, despite it's insane, which is, is, is crazy. You know what I mean? So it's quite insane. So I think it really, it really, really, really does depend on how much Girona have left to offer for the remaining 19 games or so. It's going, to be, it's going to be really tough for them, I think. Uh, but obviously they've shown that they've played every team once and they can, they can do it for half the season. Um, and I have to agree that I think Barcelona haven't been up to scratch and I don't think they're going to push to the top. So I think it just depends on whether or not Girona can keep form and whether or not Real Madrid Have anything to offer at that point of the season?
0: They're missing Alaba. They have players missing, and they lose Benzema, which is even crazier. Yeah, and I I I think if they're – Wait, let me just make one quick. Can I
1: pause you guys real quick? So you guys all just lagged again, so I just kept talking for a bit. So, Pat, whatever point you just made and finished with Alaba, restart (laughs) that, and then Ange bounce on him, and then we'll go.
0: So restart – the entire
1: point? I I don't I didn't hear any just like about, you guys just froze. About. Just say whatever you said about Real Madrid's oh, wow. Alaba. Yeah, I
2: could hear him. Okay. Yeah. So
1: it's it's on me, but I I kept talking to try to cover it, and then now I can edit it. So go. Okay.
0: <laughs> so I think it's funny that um, Real Madrid and, and Girona have you know the same exact record heading into the second half of the season. Um, like Nate said, I mean Girona's is the leading goal-scoring team in La Liga, which is predominantly a, you know, like to think a defensive league. Um, but, you know, then you take a look at Madrid's bench. I mean, injuries, I'm sorry. You have Courtois missing. You have Mendy missing. You know, you have Alaba missing. I mean, we're talking about, you know, some really key starters. And if those guys are playing, I mean, it's almost like, could would they have lost the game? Would they have drawn those three? Is there a difference? Does right. Courtois make some mistakes? It's it's very interesting to see that they're at this this stage and turn it. But to end your point, I don't think Jurone is going to have a le- enough gas left in the tank. As many goals have they scored, I think maybe um, I think maybe they're going to run out. The only thing that I can see is Real Madrid get a little too Europe focused and mm. slip a couple points in the league, and and will only have one competition to really focus on, and, and you know, and they push and. Make that that Leicester dream come true. Uh, I I like to watch Barca play a little bit. So to G's point about Pedri and Gavi, uh, I do think that they're missing them heavily. Um, as I'm not a big fan of Gavi, I I think he's you know he's a little nutcracker. He's a little he's a dirty bastard. Runs up and yeah. down the field all game. So uh, I mean, but he's a utility player. He plays center mid, left mid. He can play left wing. He's all over the place. So. I mean, if you look at their midfield, we have De Jong, Serge Roberto, and Gunduan. We're talking really two slower possession midfielders and then De Jong, who is like a magician. So without Pedri and Gavi kind of running up and down, pushing as much as they usually do, I think that's limiting a lot of their chances and ball-carrying ability with those two guys. And I think that's really what they're missing. Because, I mean, the front three hasn't changed. It's the, it's the same. Um, so it's, gonna, it's interesting to see especially with Coachella being there. Uh, I mean, the center backs are the same. Everything kind of is the same. Ter is obviously injured, but I think he's got to take a
3: step back, though. I don't know know how you feel about that, but especially, like, I watched this last game. He was like a shadow of his former self. I mean, he was arguing with his teammates. He He was getting frustrated with himself. Like, I don't know. That's just really not the Lewandowski that I've known for the last probably decade now. So I, that was a little discouraging to see. But it, I thought Vito Roque came on and looked kind of impressive. So maybe, maybe it'll light a fire under Lewandowski's ass.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. for a class striker like that, he's going to have his days. But I mean, I think he's missing Pedri. Uh, I think Pedri is pretty integral in the team. So um, obviously, Gundogan's filling in the best as he can. They're lucky to have even gotten him on the free. I mean, you're talking about City's captain and, one of their players of the season last year, and then he goes to Barca, and you know he's filling in for injuries. He because to be honest, I would be playing Gavi and Pedri over Gundogan just because of the style that I think they need to play in Spain, um, and hang in the league like that. But and to Ange, your earlier point, I do I, I would like to see Bill Bao finish in the top four. Um,
2: That'd be sick.
0: We don't really we don't really get to see that that often, and no. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, Chelsea dad can maybe you know stop drawing so many games and pick up some points and. You know, they'll be right there too because I'm a big fan of a couple of their players. Yeah. I, yeah, there's, I,
3: there's. You can go. I like, I like both those points. Uh, when I was taking my notes down on, um, on on what's going on so far this season, uh, Bilbao and Social Dad are both teams that I've highlighted so far. And specifically with Bilbao, I mean, the, the Williams brothers and Naki and Nico, they've been fantastic this season. And Naki's got eight goals and three assists, Nico's got three goals and five assists from the other side. Uh, they're, they've also been fantastic at home. They've only lost one game this season, and that one loss came to Real Madrid. So uh, they're, I definitely I definitely tip them as well to give a good fight in the chase for Europe, and so I, I agree. I would like to see them go and do that as well, but I think it's going to be difficult for them considering they have their Champions League obligation. Of course, they did draw PSG, so it's going to be a very t- tough tie for them, um, but Depending on their commitments moving forward in the rest of the season, I do agree. I think that they could also be in there for the fight. I know they're five, uh, six points off right now, but I think they could they could definitely uh, give at least Atletico Madrid and Bill and Barcelona a run for their money. That's for sure. Got
0: okay, that right. Yeah, yeah
2: that was well said. I, I don't really have too much else to add based on our on La Liga. Um, so I'm good to jump to. To what next? The Bundesliga should we transition? Um,
1: yeah, I guess. I like that. Yeah, I think. Um, just shout or out, a shout out. Our side rather.
2: Yeah, we can yeah, do a quick, a quick one. Side.
1: We can do a quick one. Obviously, um, less of our eyes are on all of these matches. Um, mm-hmm. gee, a, a keeper to shout out. I mean,
0: yeah.
3: Um, for me, it's pretty easy. Uh, I've actually been keeping a pretty good. Uh, I am La Liga this season, so there's a couple good keepers that have caught my eye. Mamardashvili is one that's that's uh, impressed me a lot at Valencia. Uh, Georgian keeper, uh, pretty pretty good good there, but he's not my shout. I have to give it to Lunin. Uh, I know we talked about him earlier, and uh, Trubin, his uh, Ukrainian compatriot, but I have to give it to Lunin just based on the fact that um, he's really not ever established himself in this Real Madrid team. I know he's always had great goalkeepers in front of him for the time that he's been there, and Courtois is never a goalkeeper that you're going to take his job from. But um, they never rated him enough to keep him in the team, and they brought in a goalkeeper to re- replace Courtois when he got hurt, and Lunin took that job from Kepa. So I, I think uh, for the first half of the season, I think for that reason, my shout has to go to, to Andre Lunin, And I, I also think he's, he's played well. I think he's been fantastic too, so no doubt. Uh, he's my no
0: number two there. choice to interrupt there. He's my two.
3: You, you give think, it to uh,
0: I think, I mean, when I see mom, on, I think for me, has been my keeper so far uh, for La Liga. I've watched Bilbao play a couple times, and you know, I I always liked him. I think he's a good keeper. I think he's had a standout season so far, especially with you know where Bilbao is in the table. They're not there without him. That's uh, that's for sure. So I mean, they've conceded a low number of goals too. Um, I, I just it's a really solid, solid keeper mm. for me. Yeah,
3: definitely a great <laughs> shot. I mean, Spain's number one for a reason. So
1: yeah, nine I clean sheets. I agree. Nine clean sheets from 19 games, which is pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I think, I think in terms of solidifying a spot, I think Lunin, I think in terms of importance, uh, be able to fill in uh, for, in the Real Madrid's number one spot. But then he's only played eight games. So I think, I think Unai Simón playing essentially the entire season. Yep, he has.
3: I like Unai Simón. I,
1: don't, I, don't, I can't
3: argue with that. I think it's a good show.
1: Fantastic. Um, I know Pat. You mentioned makeshift defenses and injuries of defenses, like at our Real Madrid. Any of them the defender of the season, or do you have someone else?
0: So I was actually going to save Tuchemani uh, for my flex because I think he's had a good season and he's played both defender and CDM. Um, so I would say no. I. I think my defender so far this season is uh daily blitz
1: very good i think
0: you know i i'm always gonna go with that veteran center back you guys know how i am so uh, i think you know him being in there i mean we've spoken enough about him on the podcast that's he's my solidified pick for defenseman
2: i'm i'm very
0: happy you said that Yeah,
2: I was looking at the team sheets as well, to be honest. And the only other name that really jumps off the paper to me is Jan Kutu, also of Girona. Um, I just love the way he bombs up and down the wing. I think he's going to be a savvy little signing um, for whoever team inevitably picks him up. He's still really young, 21 years old, Brazilian. Maybe he makes a run at that squad. Um, I've liked a lot of his game. Um, but I'm I'm fine with Daly Blind. I actually wanted him to be in the team. I was hoping that's what uh, Patrick had to say.
0: Yeah, um, yeah,
3: I, I agree. I, I have to go with Daly Blind too. I, I I like the Jan Kutu pick, but I I kind of classified him as a midfielder almost, cause given the way that they line up. But yeah, I do like uh, Daly Blind for the defender, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I think I think he just contributes so much on and off the field to that Girona team that he just has to be there. Jan Kutu, who is going to go back to loan. Back from loan, excuse me, to uh, Man City. I wonder if he'll break the team there. If he'll get a move again. Um, but for midfielder, yeah. not unfortunately because I love him, but I just don't think there's even a conversation to be had at who was the best midfielder so far. No. Yeah, this there's, season, there's not. There's even though there's a lot of cool names to be thrown, but uh, Bellingham.
2: Bellingham. Yeah, it has to be Jude.
1: Yeah, has to be Jude. There's nobody else. There was a lot of good other midfielders in these top couple teams that I think does deserved a special mention, but no, nah, Jude Bellingham by far was the best player. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we will get to that point. As far as forwards, I want to throw a name right out there. I don't know if anybody will agree with me, but um, I think Jorona's striker, Artem Do- Dovbik has been phenomenal and has been, like I, I mentioned earlier, they're the best scoring team. I think he's a huge role in that, That 16 direct goal contributions of their 46.
2: No, yeah, he's the pick for me, too. I think he's the runaway pick, to be honest. I think Rodrigo um, has been pretty good in Vinicius Jr.'s absence. But with that being said, Vinicius Jr. was absent for a little while. We haven't seen the best of um, Robert Lewandowski, which is unfortunate because he is uh, one of the better strikers this decade. Um, yeah, I'm all in on, on Artem pick. I think it has to be Dovibic. yeah for me
0: yeah
2: yeah i
1: don't think
0: there's an argument who scores and creates i mean we just talked about you know mr victor himself and sporting so Mm -hmm. another player who just kind of that natural nine who can score and pass man it's there it seems like they're coming back so yeah i hope they Uh, do i hope they do the other name i want
2: well i just wanted to show love to one more player. i think john luka i bet this is the name you had written down i think uh Honestly, I've never really been his biggest fan, but I think Antoine Griezmann yeah. uh, great has shot. seen a bit actually, of a, a, a renaissance. A I think he's been really good this season. I think he, I think he's going to make a case for a flex spot. But yeah, I, I gotta have Dolby Bickett Striker. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think Griezmann's yeah. a um, great
1: shout. But I want to hear G's.
2: Griezmann.
3: Yeah, I actually have a couple of shouts out. To, I just wanted to hear your take on these guys. But I did have Griezmann written down. Uh, he wasn't uh, up there for me, but I do. I have to respect. Uh, he's had a fantastic season so far. I agree. Um, yep. Marata as well for Atletico Madrid I think he's been pretty impressive No, uh, as much as I fucking can't really stand him uh, I have to give credit where credit is due but the one player who I think is very slept on for the forward position and has actually outscored Dolvick Borja Mayoral has scored 12 goals for Hatafe. Give him his flowers former Roma boy uh, I thought he was fantastic with, for us the one season he spent on loan uh, I expected him to go on and do more than he has in his career and he's playing probably in a team that's not really rated highly in Spain. But I think no. the bag twelve goals is no mean feat at all.
2: So I think he deserves a little at least a shout out at the minimum. Yeah, definitely deserves a shout out. The only other forward too, I think Anaki Williams has been pretty good, um, the couple mm-hmm. games that yeah, I've
1: watched. I was just gonna throw um, his name. Yep.
3: Uh, I have a quick question too. Where do we what position do we classify Savio? Because I think he deserves a mention as well. I think he's
1: he's, he's a one of those midfielders that uh, unfortunately just Yo, gets outshone. Yeah. Either way, I, he doesn't
2: go over Dovovic. He's, he's, he's not even going. He's not going to make our flex spot either. Yeah. I tell that uh,
1: A person, a person who who by by direct gold contributions might not even pique your interest, but I think has been a key player for mm-hmm. our title contenders. Girona, has been. Uh, Alex Garcia, I think he's 100%. absolutely pivotal, absolutely vital for them in the midfield. Um, and is, he your, is he your flex
2: pick? Because uh, he's mine.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think he might just be my flex pick. Even though uh, Antoine Griezmann, again, like you said, great goal contributions, has been returning to his you know his prime at, at Leti because he just didn't show it at Barca. And Inaki was good too, but uh, I think Alex Garcia is my flex pick all day.
2: Yeah, it's between Griezmann and him for me. What do What do you guys think, Patrick and John Luca? Do you have any other names that you wanted to show love to, or is it kind of wrapped up?
0: Uh, I'll give you guys that, but I gotta show I gotta show love to uh, Mr. Chuchimani, man. I, I I'm a big yeah, believer in the multiplayer. you say player. that. Um, I I really do think it's. It, I mean, you go and get somebody for that amount of money, play one position, okay, great. He is out here playing center back. I get it. You know, CDMs play center back sometimes. No big deal. But for a title contending team, first place, I mean, he's doing about as good as the other, other Millie Tao, Alaba. doesn't matter who you pick back there. He's making it look good, and he's playing great. So I just wanted to shout him out. Uh, yeah, he
2: definitely, definitely has big cleats to fill.
0: Yeah. yeah, not a gonna show on the score but just gonna make that impact. I mean, he's a he's a big boy back there, man. And uh, I, I I was a I was a fan of him. I was hoping that we would have grabbed him, but um, I, I I think he's outstanding right now.
1: Yeah. yeah, I thought I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were gonna say uh, Cubo from we all saw that. Think he's a, good.
2: I'm I, glad I'm glad somebody said him. I think he's been playing pretty good too. Yeah, I think he's I was, such a great player.
1: I don't know, I don't know I if do, he gets in on the I, flex, but I think he's a great player.
3: I like um I do like the Alex Garcia pick for the flex, but I have to say I think it's outrageous that we're not considering Savio more because I mean the guy's got 5 goals and 5 assists. That's no mean feat for a guy of his age in, in La Liga. So I think if we're going to give Alex Garcia a shout, I think Savio deserves just as much of a shout in my opinion. I think he he can have a shout. He's just not on the team. Unfortunately. I, honestly, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of players that are contributing to this team that could that, to this Girona side. Like, like, In my opinion, Stuani off the bench gets a shout for Flex, in my opinion, because the goals and the moments that he's provided off the bench for them, I mean, look at the impact he made for them against Barcelona alone. That 20 minutes, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a difference that not really any player can make. So I think that he's another one that, in my opinion, deserves at least a mention in there. But I, I I think it's it's hard to argue with Griezmann and Alex Garcia, but
1: I think I'm gonna have
3: to go yeah, I mean, Alex Garcia. I think Garcia's
0: played every game yeah. for Girona, so I mean, yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna have to go as Alex a, Garcia. As a Minute player, I mean, he's and, like yeah, is that guy only on really, his
3: influence to the team alone. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I like uh, Alex Garcia. I think
1: I think just to kind of wrap that whole conversation up and your whole point, G. Just the fact that you you want to keep mentioning different Girona players just attests to how how Tells great they've been. Tells you everything about them. They've had players that had big moments. So I think like like you just shot you shouted um what's his name out for that moment he had, Juani. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think just the fact that players, so many players have had specific moments, and I think I think Alex Garcia as the flex kind of just represents Girona as a club as a team. Um. And I think, I think that's just... I think it's, it's a shout into flex that just represents the, the club as a whole and all the other players we mentioned.
2: Um, yeah, well, yeah, what do you say? Let's let's jump country uh, countries now to the Bundesliga because I think the Bundesliga has actually been, like, really interesting. I think there's a lot of surprising teams that are in surprising uh, positions if we will start at the top of the table and move down. Obviously, Leverkusen being in first place uh, with a little four-point gap. I know Bayern um, have a game in hand, so it remains to be seen if Leverkusen will be caught. But they haven't lost a game yet. They're rolling in the Europa League. They don't show any signs of stopping. It looks like they're going to make a run and that could competition. I'd be really shocked if they didn't either, A, win the Bundesliga, or B, make at least the semifinal of the Europa League. Uh... What do you guys think? Do you think Leverkusen are going to get it done? I I do, personally. I think they're going to do it. Uh,
3: Yeah, I I back them 100%, to be honest. Uh, Like we just said about Girona, actually, they have a similar effect on me. Like, there's so many players in this team that I want to talk about. I I think Leverkusen might be the team that I look forward to watching the most. Listen to this. This is outrageous to me. They're left left and right back. Grimaldo had seven goals and five assists. That's 12 goals contributions. Mm. On the other side, Frimpong has 11. He's got five goals and six assists. That is absolutely outrageous. And we've only played half of the season. Like, these yeah. two guys alone could contribute to more goals than most teams score in a season, which is just outrageous. Um, yeah,
2: they've been really good. And I think their ability to create chances um, from the wide areas um, and have a brilliant youngster like Floyd and is going to carry them now. Uh, the news did break today that Victor Boniface is going to miss um, five to six weeks, they're saying, with a groin injury. Personally, I think they have a phenomenal um, deputy uh, at Stryker and Patrick Schick. I feel like he always tears it up whenever he gets a chance. He, he had a nice little Euros run um, a little while back. So I think they might be okay up top. We'll see how they fare without Boniface. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've liked a lot of what I've seen from Leverkusen. I don't think there's anyone that can say anything negative about them uh, right now. I agree. And yeah. I mean, they're unbeaten right now. And it's hard, other
3: than Bayern Munich, I mean, it's hard to see who can beat them at this moment in time. Yeah. So I really like, like I said, I really have been thoroughly enjoying watching them play. And I'm excited to see where they go from here and what they can do. Because I think at this moment in time, I've, they're definitely my favorites to win the Bundesliga. And I think they're a great shot to win the,
1: win the Europa League as well. Yeah, I think uh, of the of the three leagues that we could argue have a underdog title race contender in Aston Villa, Leverkusen, yeah. and Girona, I think Leverkusen have the most in the tank and have the highest chance of fulfilling that, that role. Chance, yeah. yeah, despite 100%. despite Bayern uh, having Kane, who I, I've been an admirer of Kane, um, and I, I think he deserves a trophy. I think he deserves a trophy. I think he's such a phenomenal player. Um, I think he actually goes back to... The players we've been talking about, like a, a real nine who can score and create and be tough and stuff, um, and I think a player like like of his caliber deserves a trophy. And it's going to be crazy the fact that, that he it might not happen in a season. it be in, so spursy. I know. And a in a team like Bayern who have dominated the league and to to lose the first season they have Kane For is, is going to be insane. But you know,
3: the the crazy thing too about Kane going to the Bundesliga, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he is equal with. Uh, Lewandowski's number of goals when Lewandowski broke the scoring record in the Bundesliga at this point in the season. Uh, They both had 21 21 goals at the halfway point, so it's actually kind of insane that Harry Kane has adjusted to life in Germany this quickly. Um, In terms of the team overall, though, I have have some question marks, actually, about Bayern Munich, uh, specifically in midfield. Kimmich has been a little suspect for me this season. I know there's been some rumblings that maybe they're willing to let him go and some other guys, uh, Thomas Muller included, I know. Uh, I think Man United's actually been linked to Thomas Muller. I don't know if you have anything to add about that, Pat. But, um, yeah, just some question marks about me. I know a lot of people really like Thomas Tuchel. For me, he doesn't really do it. Um, And I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the next coming weeks in the transfer window, because, I mean, they've been linked with Eric Dyer or Joao Polinia to, to, to come in and fill that role in the midfield. Uh, I actually saw today that they're taking over the race now for Radu Dragas from Genoa, so that'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. And uh, I know they really do not like uh, mazraoui at right back, and since they sold Pavard, which I don't think was a very popular decision in, in uh, Munich, uh, they are on the hunt, and I think they've been... Uh, making some negotiations negotiations for uh Nordi Mukiele from PSG. So it'll be interesting to see where they do from here, what they do from here, because I think at this moment in time, I, I think they're actually the second best squad. I think, uh, they need to improve in this winter, in this winter window. If they want to, if they want to push Leverkusen to the end.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it th- looks like Pat might want to say something, Pat, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate me interrupting you quickly. Uh, our, I, speaking of uh, Radu Jackson, I, um, <laughs> our, I think I think we got the best Romano, our transfer news reporter, because, dude, Patricio Romano has been nothing but saying the same things over and over again about this very stale and dry transfer of Radu over to Tottenham. So I hope, I hope something exciting does happen, just to, so he looks a little silly, because obviously we always look to him for all the news, and he's been a little bit uh, milking this whole Radu thing. Um, so floor over to Patrick, who always gives us the most exciting news when it comes to transfers. How do you feel about the Bundesliga, Pat? Uh,
0: thanks, Nate. I, I appreciate it. So I wanted to touch on Leverkusen um, before I move to Bayern a little bit. So I wanted to touch on G's point about the goals. So I, I was going to say, just looking at the you know top three scorers, Leverkusen actually doesn't have one. Um, it's it's literally such a team effort, and I think, you know, they've been fantastic. And, and your point about um, – I call him Boniface. Don't know how to pronounce his name, but that's how I say it. Um, you know, before, the last game of uh, Leverkusen season before the – you know, their really long break, Patrick Schick had a hat-trick. So,
2: it yeah, just goes did. to
0: show that, like, you know, their team is just – I think it's an, inevitable. I mean, they have the young Venezuelan kid who actually I'm a pretty big fan of, um. And uh Henkopier. So I, I actually yeah, think that they have a you know, they have a great team and they also have Top Sobo off the bench. You know, like they, they have they have a really good team and I really do think they have the depth to, you know, push Bayern. Um in response to Bayern, I, I don't know how they can build this team every week and still be behind Bayern, uh like Leverkusen. To me it's like like their players are household names, like superstars. Yeah, I agree. And they can't get it done. And it, it to me, it kind of echoes G's point about Tuchel. Um, yes, Tuchel won the Champions League with Chelsea against Pep. Yes. Okay, great. No problem. But, to, you know, to have this team with these players and, it, it, like, for Muller to still be your talisman almost in the middle of the park is, like, it's crazy to me. And, you know, no, no discredit to him. It, it is great. But, you know, I, I don't know. I – Indeed, I want to see more out of Leroy. I, I don't know. I feel like he's just kind of wasting away a little bit out there. I mean, obviously, they have some, some injuries with, you know, Nabry's out, Coleman's out. I, I, do, I do understand, and I'm empathetic, but, I mean, even then, they, I mean, you, with a man like Tuchel and how much credit they like to give him and, you know, the, the respect that comes with Bayern Munich and the plays that they have, I, I think that they should be, um, you know, ahead of Leverkusen, honestly. But that just goes to show that Chabi Alonso is just putting such a great team, and you know his 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 style of football is, is clearly taking over Tuchel's in this in this run. And you know nothing to take away from Tuchel, but I think Chabi Alonso really deserves his flowers at that point.
2: Yeah, I think it remains to be seen how long Chabi Alonso will even be, will even be at Leverkusen, because surely. Uh, somebody's going to come snatch him. Um, there's a couple other storylines that I wanted to point out in the Bundesliga that I think are pretty interesting, pretty fun. I know Stuttgart being in third place is definitely unexpected. Uh, we'll see if Garassi gets the move that it seems like he wants now at this point. I know there's been uh, some rumors that Milan might trigger his claws in January. Um, so we'll see if they can continue it up. Uh, Dortmund being in fifth place is pretty surprising to me. They're uh, kind of falling behind in this top four race. Um, obviously, they have a good Champions League run, so we'll see where uh, or what basket their eggs lie in. And then the other two things I wanted to highlight is FC Hiedenheim coming up from the second Bundesliga and being in ninth uh, is pretty fun. There's only a couple of points that separate those mid-table, mid-table to relegation teams, but that was somebody or a team rather that I wanted to shout out and um, the last point or team I wanted to highlight is Union Berlin being uh, floating right there above the relegation zone It's they they had a real Cinderella run uh, last season at, uh, making it to the Champions League obviously they were dreadful, um, they never really had a chance in any of the games um, and they got bounced pretty quickly um, out of their European dream uh, so we'll see if they have a little rebound the second half of the season with not as many games but anyone want to touch on any of those or any other points yeah uh
1: yeah
0: the Union Berlin was good go ahead Nate
1: yeah yeah Union Berlin dude I was really excited about them we had a lot of chats about them last year in the group chat um I, yeah, I they and
2: seem I, to be they seem to be the Brighton of Germany in a way yeah
1: I was I was hoping they'd continue um and unfortunately I think they just couldn't handle the the pressure of Europe I think maybe they achieved too much wow. you know what I mean I maybe it would have been better in a in a lower European competition than the Champions League. Um, but, yeah, they also don't play the same style. They had this, like, nice, fluid, dynamic three-back going on. They had, like, a unique style of play, you know, really played it. Now yeah. that they're playing this traditional 4 they've lost every sense of uniqueness, unfortunately. And I think that's what's causing them issues. I hope they don't go down so that they can stay in the Bundesliga and try to regain some of that, you know, build again. Um show us a little bit of what they were doing. As far as Dortmund, you mentioned them quickly. Um I just don't think they're good enough. I don't know, like on paper their team seems like mixed match. It's it's doesn't seem solid. I, I know Pat, I'll give you a chance to weigh in on this. I know obviously the rumors around in the mill are, are that Sancho are gonna be coming to Dortmund. Is that confirmed before I I don't think so, right?
0: It's it's practically, practically there. So they haven't United hasn't given them the green light, mm-hmm. but that's what he wants. Yeah. So I, I'd expect I'd expect them to give it to him because they're not just going to have him sit on the bench right. and train with the with the youth and all that. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm expecting him to go by the end of the uh, by the end of the window. All
3: right. So yeah, I think like it's really difficult for Dortmund. It was always going to be difficult, I think, to recover from that hangover of losing the way they did. Um. Like I said, replacing Jude Bellingham was always going to be an impossible task. But, I mean, you got to be licking your lips at that price tag. I don't know how you can look at that and see a guy who's scored and contributed to the amount of goals he has at this point in the season and not snatch that up immediately. So, I think the Man Uniteds of the world, the Chelseas of the world, the Arsenal's of the world, even, all those teams that are looking for a number nine and really, like, desperately need one, they should all be looking at Sarah Jurassic right now. And if the, if Sakaar loses him, I, I mean, that's essentially that's like 40% of their goals out of the team right there so i can i i think that's going to make their their bid to stay in the automatic champions league places very very difficult from that point on
0: yeah it'll make or break their season like you said i mean you don't you a guy with 17 goals walks away from the team they're not going to win as many that's just how it is yeah, they'll roll out of europe very very quickly if they lose them. so we'll see yeah
1: um yeah, I think there's just a lot of interesting little storylines like Andrew's mentioning in in um in the league. And at the end of the day I, I want to see Leverkusen win it. I almost kinda like as much as I said I want Kane to win a trophy, I almost kinda want Bayern to not win the league just because I, I I'm kinda yeah, s- me, me
0: too.
1: I'm kinda sick of also them like taking every other club in Germany's best player for the most part and just adding it to their collection. You know what I mean, and I think that right. it's almost like it's almost justice is being done because now, like, like you have Guerrero, uh, uh, Meccano, Limer, like, and a couple other players. I mean, throughout the years, that all just come from the other clubs that compete for the Bundesliga, and and now they're just sitting on Bayern squad. So honestly, I kind of hope they they fall, and I hope like uh, Leverkusen are able to do it.
0: Imagine they go and get Mukieli too, a nice little Leipzig product again. Right. Open you know, McConnell and Mookie right next to each other once again with Limer in front of them. It'll be like Dude, speaking torture.
3: speaking of them buying all the talent, I actually read today that they want to sign Wurtz in the summer. I'm so. not surprised. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm that
0: surprised. would be gross. I was that just, would be
3: disgusting. That would be an absolute disgrace.
1: I was literally if they pulled that off. Yeah, I was just gonna say that I, I wouldn't be surprised if Frimpong, Grimaldo or Wurtz are, are in Bayern rumors by January thirty first. But Yeah but it remains to be seen. Um, let's just do,
2: five aside? yeah, just do a
1: fast one. Um, uh, let's just throw some names out there. Obviously, I think goalkeeper, I mean, I'll let you just go for it, but I think goalkeeper is one, one of,
3: if... yeah, easy shout. It's gotta be here. for, yeah. um, for Leverkusen. I think he's been great. Um, I mean, just quickly, I think he's not really a goalkeeper. That's been very rated in the Bundesliga. I've always respected him. I thought he's been great. And, um, he's showing, he's showing his quality this season. I think, uh, He's exactly what Chabi Alonso needed back there, somebody to really become and uh, instill confidence in that back line, especially considering how young they are. So uh, I
1: think it's an easy shout for him. I think he's a consistent keeper. I think he's not one that's going to be the best in the league, but he's always a shout for two, three, four. Do you know what I mean? He's always
3: going to get the job done.
1: Yeah.
3: Always going to make the saves. Always going to answer the question. So he does everything you ask. him. I don't think you can can ask for much more of a goalkeeper, especially being uh, where they are on the table. So...
1: Yeah, I personally don't think we have to go too far in a club. To pick a defender unless I, no, somebody you know. has, unless someone has a different shout. But I think it's. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I think this team almost picks itself. Uh, it's gonna have to be one of Grimaldo or Frimpong. Uh, I think I lean Grimaldo. I hate to just say that it's because of like the one extra goal contribution, but I think it's I think it's super fair to have Grimaldo in this, in the team.
0: I, think. I, I was going to ask how you classify them as a position. Mm-hmm. I, really I think they're wing de- backs. I
2: think they're defenders. I agree. Okay.
0: Uh, I just, they play such a weird down style that yeah. I almost inflated to take a center back and put one of those guys in midfield. I
2: was thinking yeah. that as well. And the reason why I won't do it is because I consider uh, my midfield pick, who I guess will move to midfield, uh, Florian Verts, to be an actual attacking midfielder not a forward or second Ooh, striker. So, yeah. I think he would take the midfield spot,
3: in right, my right.
2: opinion. What do you guys I, think? I, uh,
3: I like Grimaldo for the defender, personally. I think uh, the only reason I'll give it to him over Fring Pong, as much as I absolutely love watching Fring Pong plays, because uh, this is Grimaldo's first season in the Bundesliga. I mean, the, yeah. the uh, adjustment he's made in the six months uh, from Benfica to, to Leverkusen is nothing short of outstanding. So, I think he's takes an easy a lot
2: of... Uh... Takes a lot of the set pieces too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: um, yeah.
0: Set piece
1: Yeah. I also I think Grimaldo favors over Frimpong just because Pat's whole distinction of where they play. I think Grimaldo is the truer defender of the two anyway to right. lead to lead towards the defender position. And then with Verts being classified as a midfielder, it also tends to the fact that I think there's also such a good. Sh- I think two shouts, maybe even three for the striker, even though I think I just want to give it to Kane myself. But I think yeah, it's I, tough. I think it's There's tough. a couple
2: snubs. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has to be Kane at forward and, and Victor Boniface um, in the flex, which I think snubs Giorasi and unfortunately is going to snub Frimpong as well. But mm-hmm. that's the five for me. It's a very heavy Leverkusen team, mm-hmm. uh, rightfully so. I mean, when you're invincible up until this point. I think it's only right any arguments for anybody else I
3: agree I mean I think it's it's like uh like the Serie A I mean it could be or like even La Liga I mean it could be a, it really could be a full uh it could be a full Leverkusen team I they they certainly have put in the performances to do that so mm-hmm. but I think our team is great there I like I like Harry Kane as the striker and Boniface is the flex
1: yeah, I like I like I like Boniface as a as a flex too. Because even though Girassy technically has a higher goal and assist by one, it all comes from goals. So to give the, give a striker credit where it's due, to the fact that he can create and score nearly double digits in both categories is a couple off um, is is impressive. <laughs> yep. I think.
0: I'm I'm disagreeing.
1: Okay. okay.
0: Uh, I think uh, I think I mean I, I think Leverkusen's top of the league for a reason. And uh, I think they've shown it without um, Mr. Boniface himself. So, I, I, I... As much as I do agree, he's had a great season. I do think that Gerasi should be an over because Okay, nice. If Stuttgart, didn't, if Stuttgart did not have Gerasi, they would not be even close to sniffing Okay, I like
1: that. it. Okay. But, I like, you it.
0: Know, like we just saw, Patrick should have a hat trick in a game where Boniface right. came off the bench, and he still scored. Yeah, okay. so, so you'd you, you argue... Just because they have a... Better all around team, and he's yeah. not the most integral part, as we yeah. mentioned. Romaldo from Pong hurts, so right. You'd say Garcia kind of like is more important
2: argument. to Stuckart. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I think I'll you, just, won, I think you look, won. I think you won me I, over.
1: In my opinion.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll take that argument. We we made that <laughs> argument in different leagues, so yeah, I think I agree. I agree. I'll take it. Um. All right. And to wrap things off with a league that I don't think any of us really rate too highly, but it is a top five league nonetheless. Ligue 1, is it just going to be PSG again? Is there just no one else that can compete in Ligue 1?
2: Probably. For a little while, it was seeming like Nice might do um, the unthinkable and win. It's pretty cool that we have this kind of underdog story and in all of the top leagues, other than really the Serie A, um, I think Nice is kind of our Girona, Leverkusen, Villa type uh, of team. I know they're uh, Italian led by Fairoli. Um, we'll see if he gets a move to the Serie A. I might, I might want to see him uh, on the bench of Milan one day. But uh, there's some fun stories in League A, some things that I've kept my eye on. Brest being in fourth place is kind of crazy. They were a team who uh, kind of bounced up and down between League Two and League. Uh, they're usually in the bottom half of the table. It's cool to see them in the top four. Um, I think Marseille and Lille are punching below their weight. Uh, Marseille have a pretty strong side, uh, in my opinion. They put in some really good performances in the Europa League. They had a tough group with Brighton and Ajax. I particularly enjoyed watching their games. Uh, Lons are a little lower than I'd like them to be, um, but they had a lot. They, their team kind of got picked apart, and I'm not sure that they replaced everyone too well and then the further down the table you go the more surprising it gets because I think Lyon in 15th now they have gotten out of the relegation zone I know when we first started the podcast they were in it and they were just starting to pick up form so um, there are four games unbeaten in a row I know one of them came in the cup um, so they, I'm looking forward to them they should have a better second half of the season and it sucks to see Toulouse uh, all the way down there they were the French Cup winners um They did. They had a pretty special season last year. They're also in Europe and finding it quite tough. You know, they found themselves in a group with Liverpool and USG. But I think they they advanced, right? They did. They're in the yeah. So
1: yeah, they play Benfica. So who
2: knows? Maybe that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I'm sure they'll make a run at it. I mean, Benfica are a tough team, but if they can't get past Benfica, I'm sure their their league uh, form will improve. Any storylines? That you guys want to highlight, or I want to
1: point out. I want to point out Nice. Nice is sitting yeah. only five points from PSG Bro. with nineteen goals they scored, don't score and they don't concede. And, dude, it, it's <laughs> like it's almost like they didn't play these games. Like, like as an don't. Well, none of us are Nice fans, but are, as a Nice fan, are you going to these games? Like, happy? Like, are you content? Are you yeah. bored out of your mind? Like,
2: maybe. Um, Maybe we'll see him on the bench of Juventus. He looks like a little one nil specialist himself. Yeah, uh, that I would know. suck.
3: I actually I wrote, down, I wrote down in my notes when I saw that that they have 19 goals in, for and 19 against. I wrote that down with a question mark next to it because I was like, what the hell is going on here? But yeah, um, it doesn't look right. they Not do right. have the far and away best defensive record in, um, in League 1. They have 11 clean sheets in 17 games, which is nothing to, nothing be to uh, discount at all. So, yeah, it's probably one of the best, if not the best, in Europe. So, uh, they have a couple um, interesting players, too. I think Tara Moffi's one to watch out for, who they actually just lost now to AFCON. But uh, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what he does when they, when he comes back. Um, other than that, for League One, like you said, I think Brest is a great shout. Uh, they're an interesting team. They I think they're having the greatest season in the club's history right now. So, that's yeah. pretty cool to see that they're punching up there and in the European places and in the Champions League spot. Right now, they are in the, uh, the spot that gets them in the qualification playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do. They have a five-point gap over Lille, who are in fifth. So, Like you said, it's, it's awesome to see that. I mean, Kamori Dumbia has five goals and two assists on the season, which, I mean, is pretty cool from midfield. They're another team that doesn't really score a lot, but he scored four of those goals all in one game in the first half um, against Montpellier. Actually, the last round before Christmas, so that was uh that was interesting to see. And other than that, I mean, yeah, Marseille, like you said, they're kind of struggling. Uh, I think Gattuso is actually doing well to turn things around there. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's League One. It's League. It's League One. It's, it's, it is it just kinda, league one. the story. Kind of writes itself out there. Well, I think the relegation scrap is going to be the most interesting story in League one because only five points separates um, 10th from the uh, relegation playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, a couple a couple tough results for a team in 10th place and you're right down there amongst Mm -hmm. the amongst the dogs. So it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on there. And I I I hope Leon continue in this fashion because like you said, Angelo, they were bottom when we started this podcast and three wins on the bounces got them completely out of the relegation zone. So big ups to them. Hopefully they can continue doing that.
1: Yeah, uh, and you are muted before you before you got going crazy.
2: It looks. Um, yeah, you bring up the relegation fight. Something interesting. Uh, I don't know if, if you guys saw this. This is a sneaky room, uh, a sneaky move that happened. Uh, if not today, it was yesterday. Uh, Mets got their talisman back on loan from Ajax. Now, if you're not familiar with George... I'm going to try... I'm going to give my best shot to pronounce his last name. Mick, Mick Um yeah, He absolutely...
0: Right?
2: Uh, from Georgian striker... Ripped League yeah. 2 last year. Was never, ever going to stay. Got his move to Ajax and has not played at all. Um, and that's with Ajax being as bad as they were at the beginning of the season. They got him back on loan. Um, so we'll see if he can rekindle his form that he had before he left France. Um... Leone and Toulouse might be in trouble. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, they're lucky that there's only two relegation spots. I can't speak much on Claremont Foot and Lorient. I know Lorient uh, lost some good players. They had uh, – that's who actually had Tara Murphy, and they bought him uh, – Nice bought him midway through last season, and they began to struggle, and it looks like the struggle has continued. So, I don't know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting because, I mean, there's not too many games – in Liga, only being 18 teams. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. um And you know what? Like, I just – I personally don't like PSG as a club, and I know a lot of us don't. But I don't know if we saw that video of Mbappe ripping the trophy when they won. I think they Yeah, were, it, was it was
2: very strange.
1: Yeah. and And then, like, the players weren't even strange. celebrating. It's – you know, it's for a team – that, like at least Bayern, like at least Bayern, they won the Bayern, uh, the Bundesliga for so long, but but like every time they win it, it's like beers flying, you know what I mean? It, there's a lot of energy there, at least, you know, they have fun with it still. And it looks like these, yeah. this whole PSG squad is just bored and just unenthusiastic, and it's just, that, I hate it. It's funny
0: that you just called it the Bayern, by uh, either, yeah, because I, they might as well rename it that, right? Yeah, I shit. the
1: Bayern Liga, yeah, but. Right. But, yeah, honestly, PSG just seemed unenthusiastic. So I just I, I just want to see them drop points. I hope needs to do something crazy.
0: I, I thought that was disgraceful from Mbappe, honestly. I, I mean, like, the guy's just getting paid, helping the team out, helping the state. I mean, like, that's just, you, like, yeah. If you're a professional athlete. You can't do that to the staff, man. That was, uh, I didn't like to see that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it just goes to show. Maybe some of the stuff that we've been hearing about Mbappe in a locker room behind the scenes is. You know, coming to light. So, um, I like Abapay, he's a good player. But I mean, man, he—that's just that was very arrogant of him to do. I didn't really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, you know? uh, a really rapid five aside from league, Uh Gee, I think Nice's goalkeeper. Um, how do you feel?
0: Yeah, easy. Yeah, easy shout.
1: Yeah, Marcin no Bulka. I believe it's pronounced. Um, as far as defenders, I'm, I mean, probably a Nice defender as well, unless someone else has a shout-out.
0: I got thing.
2: Yeah, I had a name to shout-out as well. If it's not Donch, it's probably going to be Jean-Claire Toribos, uh, mm-hmm. who might not finish the season as a Nice player. He's been a name that's been heavily linked to a lot of the big clubs. Um, so I- I'm all right with giving it to Dante. crazy. He's been around. He's been around. A long yeah. time forever. He was and I, in. He I, was in those Bayern teams too. Dude, nerdy yeah. stuff. That's FIFA something, film, dude. So. we will never forget yeah. Dante. Dude,
1: that's that's like FIFA fourteen throwback. That's some crazy stuff.
3: Uh, yeah, there was another defender actually. I wanted to shout out real quick before we move. Uh, Wilfred Singo. I think he's had a pretty impressive season uh, over at Monaco. And, um, I, I know. I know. Angelo so is a lover of Wilfred Singo. So I and I, I think. Uh, a move to Monaco really wasn't what I was expecting for him No, me either. Uh, coming out of this area, but he's definitely, uh, proved it was worth the, uh, worth the move for him. So I think he deserves at least a shout out.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. absolutely. I think for midfields, uh, one person I'll, I'll throw out there, like I said, even though I don't like PSG, they are in first place. Maybe because he's a Portuguese, but uh, Vitinha, I think, has been pretty good for PSG this season. Um, putting up some numbers for the team. I don't know if anybody else has something to say, contribute there, name throw out there.
0: I want to talk Kang In Lee. I think he's making a name for himself. Uh, kind of underrated player, the Korean kid. Uh, He's, he's playing pretty good, man. I, I'm impressed with him. Never heard of him. And then started watching him play a little bit. A couple games here and there. And he's impressed me a little bit. I, um, I actually kind of like the way he plays. So I just wanted to give him a little flower there.
3: I think um, the PSG midfielder that's actually impressed me the most out of all of them is the youngest one, uh, Warren Zyer Emery. I think he's been mm. absolutely fantastic in every game that I've seen him play for PSG this season, be it in, in the one or in the Champions League. Uh, he never looks out of his depth. He looks like he's right at home in this midfield, and I mean, for a kid to be at 17 years of old and dictating play in the way that he does, and just the amount of composure he displays, he's contributing to goals and assists now too, so I mean, I, I think it is, it, the sky is only upwards from here for Zaire Emery, so I think uh, he's my shout for best midfielder so far.
2: I actually had a couple names from the breast side that I wanted to show love to, And I can't say that I've watched the breast game this season because that would be a lie. Um, and I try not to lie. Um, but two names that I've heard a lot about, uh, performances of, uh, Pierre Lise Melo and Romain Del Castillo. I, they're always popping up in the so rare matrix scoring well, although I don't think their cards are in the game, which is unfortunate, but those are two performers that I've done really, be- really well. Del Castillo, um, to highlight, has five goals, five assists from midfield. I'm sure he's an engine and makes that breast team tick, and is a big reason why they're in the top four, but it's unfortunate that I can't really speak to their performances. Um, if I had to pick a PSG center midfielder, I mean, I guess, I guess I'd guess i be on board with Zaire Emery just because I've actually watched a lot of his games, um, mostly because of the Champions League, but it's tough to say. I can't say I'm an expert. Yeah, um, I, I think I, I lean – I'm actually okay with Vitinha too, to be honest. I yeah, like him. Yeah, I like
1: the two PSG picks. I mean, one last name I'll throw out there, but even though I'm still leaning PSG is Minamino has had a, a good season.
2: Okay, yeah. Me, yeah, I was going to say him as well. He slipped my mind. Yeah,
1: yeah. you know, he, he he went to Liverpool after having a great time at Salzburg and w- it was neither here nor there. But I think uh, he's really starting to pull some weight at Monaco right now in this season but yeah um will we stick with Vitinha or we want to do with um uh Zaire Emery just
0: stick
2: with Vitinha yeah Vitinha's okay is fine and I okay. think we're gonna have his teammate and uh, he is shortly added to the team right at forward
1: at forward uh, it has to be uh, despite my uh displeasure with his attitude and mm-hmm. professionalism uh yeah he is an unbelievable forward. Yep. Talent wise. Picks yep. okay,
2: yep. himself He's and then for the flex, for the flex, I would like to take uh, Jean-Claire Toribio. I think when you play seventeen games, it concede nine. If only conceded two goals at home this season as well. Um, I think it'd be nice to have a little nice defensive stack. I think that would fare well for us. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, I'm not upset if with that. The, the only other, other names, if, if
2: any of the five sides. If any of the five of sides deserve two defenders,
3: I think it's this one for Nice's performances so far this season. Yeah,
1: fully, yeah. Agree. fully agree. The only other contention not, for me was bad, was the two but, midfielders we had talked about in Minamino um, or Zaire Marie. But I think I'm um, I'm not bad with ToriBo. Um, I uh wanted to shout out
0: um Abou too because yeah he, yeah he has been not, playing good yeah absolutely a spark going on so just wanted to you know shout out to... Gabon like international himself.
1: yeah that's true yeah um put a bow on it nate put a bow on it yeah i think there's a couple other leagues around europe that if you're a soccer nerd go check out i think the belgian league me and angela are talking about it um and mm-hmm. the eredivisie is interesting without ix at the top of the table um so definitely for all the nerds out there check out some games and those take a screenshot of the league now see how it changes um let us know how, how you guys feel about all of our five asides, all of our predictions for the top of the table, who's going down. If you have any great shouts, let us know. We, we love to hear some crazy stuff. If you have any stats, facts, and figures, we love all that. Um, but again, just another week, and I hope everybody has a great week. And has a, keeps on being a